Hi, and welcome to a Novel Ending Podcast. We're your hosts, Joanna and Kat. We chat about all things revisions, the fun stuff, the not-so-fun stuff, and the seriously, I've written like 10 novels now, why doesn't this get any easier stuff? Join us while we share our enthusiasm and tips to help you tackle your next draft before it tackles you. On today's episode, we'll be talking about how long of a break you should take between your first draft and revisions or between revisions in general, and also how to get back into your story after a break. But first, we have our question of the day. Would you rather be forced to repeat the same day in a middle grade, YA, or adult fantasy? Hmm, I think I'm going to have to go with a young adult fantasy because some more exciting things happen there, but not as many people die as in an adult fantasy. So, uh, oh, well, I guess... Because I was going to say, so you would be like stuck in a high school loop, which sounds like not <laughs> fun at Fair all. enough. Fair enough. It were fantasies. If so it's fantasy, though. School, yeah, so right. you would just have to like resave the kingdom mm-hmm. over and over. Right. Yeah. Or that first kiss. Oh, the first kiss. <laughs> that would be fun. Of course, it probably like wouldn't be that day. It'd be some, some right, horrid day. Right, that day would be when you're being ripped apart. Yes. Yeah. So I would probably say middle grade. Because I wouldn't want to deal, adult, I agree that it's, you could die over and over again, or like witness your like battle partner dying or or something like that. YA could definitely get a little too heavy, I think as well, or angsty or like, definitely could watch your lover die, Mm -hmm. you know, depending on the fantasy. But middle grade is kind of fun stuff with friends (laughs) and adventure. So I would probably do middle grade. Uh, okay, so yes, we are talking about taking breaks today. Joanna, uh, I will throw this question to you first. How long of a break do you take between drafts? I take a month. I always currently take a month. I used to tell my I heard that advice long, long time ago. I heard it too. And I was trying to think, who did I hear this from? Or where did I hear it? No idea. I don't know if it's just sort of that like nebulous writing okay. device that's out there. That's, some, that's, that's some, like a month is what you should do. Yes. And I, tr- I used to try to wait a month and I could never do it. I did not have the patience, but I have definitely found that when I have waited at least a month, there's a lot of things that I will find on my own that I don't need fresh eyes from someone else to notice for me. I can read my manuscript after a month and come across a sentence where I'm like, that makes absolutely no sense. What was I trying to say? And I would rather catch those things myself before sending them on to a critique partner and make them have to deal with that kind of thing. So yeah. um, also, obviously, if you can catch lines that much more yourself in those situations, I think you can definitely catch potholes and other things like that, too. But I think you need some space from your manuscript to be a little bit surprised. Obviously, you're not going to be 100% surprised because you know the story. I feel like sometimes if you don't wait enough time, you know what the next sentence is even before it's coming. You want to get enough space that that's not happening when you're rereading. Yeah, I like that. That's a good point. So when you say you take a month, like first draft is done, wait a month. Draft or revision one is done, you wait a month. So it's a month no matter like which. Um, I wouldn't necessarily do that for line edits or copy edits. Although I suppose there's definite value to waiting a month before you do line edits because of the the same thing I just said, as far as not knowing the line and not understanding it 
But by the time you do line edits, you've had a few, you've at least had a few other eyes on it. Um, I usually do line edits before I send it to a copy editor. But I think by the time I'm doing line edits, there's nothing that's completely hard to understand. So mainly for me, it's that first period of time. And then after I do my revisions for the second draft, then I do send it to critique partners. So waiting for them will often build in some time anyway. And I do not suggest doing revisions when you have your book with critique partners, because then you don't want to be like, oh, wait, how much have you read? Here, start over, because I just changed this. So that gives you some built-in time and cushion, too. Yeah, you will anger your critique partners if you do that. And Joanna and I have each done that to each other. (laughs) At some point, not, not recently, but I'm sure when we were like younger writers, we would do that. For me, I used to do the month thing. And I would say as I've matured as a writer, I've actually decreased that. I do, if it's like revision one, and like I'm waiting for like revision two, which like technically is my draft three, because my draft one is like the first messy draft is how I kind of like label mine. I do wait a full month, uh, because I really want to give my brain a break. Because when I come back to it, I really want to be fresh and, you know, I want the next read through like to catch everything and have everything to be perfect, which doesn't happen because, you know. So are you waiting that month for you more so that your brain is refreshed? Where I'm waiting, I'm waiting more that month just to have some distance from the manuscript. So there's just, you know, proof that everybody comes at it from a different angle. Yeah, breaks are important. And I think authors use breaks in different ways. So I used to break a whole month between my like first messy draft and my like second draft, which was like the first of the revisions. But I shortened that time because sometimes you just have all of this momentum coming out of finishing a first draft. And it's so hard to, you know, let that die and shrivel up. So I always give myself at least a week because usually what has happened when I'm writing is I skip doing all these like other things in my life that like I need to like actually get to. So I take the time and I do those. But I usually start the revision planning process like a week or two after because at that point I usually have thoughts swirling in my head of like all the changes I need to make and I'm like trying to get them out. So I probably don't start the actual act of revising until maybe like three weeks after I finished my first draft, but I, I only pause about a week before like doing the note cards and character emotional sheets and stuff that we talked about last episode. And what about during revisions? Do you ever take breaks in the middle of a set of revisions? I do. So so specifically, say I'm doing draft two, which is like my first round of revisions. I will break in the middle of that. And it's for a number of reasons. Sometimes, sometimes I'm stuck and like don't know what to do. Like I've worked my way into a hole and something I definitely try to catch is making my characters do a thing because I want them to do a thing and not because the story actually like calls for it. So, um, I will break to like let my brain like process a thing. You know, sometimes life gets in the way, which I think it does for all of us. And you just, you know, end up sometimes like just 
very abruptly or suddenly needing to take a break. So in between revisions, I've taken breaks for any like amount of time, like sometimes it's only a few days, which is, you know, isn't terrible, that bad. So what Um, do you, when you take a short break, like let's say a week to one or two months and, and you're halfway through revising your manuscript, how would you suggest getting back into it at that point? Yeah. So if it's a short break, so if it's only a few days, I always read the page or two ahead of like what my stopping point was. And that kind of helps me get back into the flow of the story. I don't know if you find this, but sometimes when I like read a lot, especially if I'm reading very voice heavy books, sometimes that carries over into my writing and that's bad Mm -hmm. (laughs) because you don't want to like mimic some other author's voice. So I, I always like read a page or two to get back into like my voice of the story. And I feel like all of my novels have different voices Mm because they're all different genres and stories and characters and things like that. So the voice should all vary. So when I do that, I used to, again, this is another thing I've changed as I've matured as a writer. I used to not let myself edit at all. Like it was purely to get back into the story. But now I let myself do some light edits because I like the point of like this draft is to edit and revise. So I'm like, I should do the thing that I'm doing. So if I see a sentence that's wonky, I'm going to fix the wonky sentence instead of just be like, I'm just going to skip this and pretend it's not there, you know? Yeah, I like, always, I'm always afraid I'll forget about it if, or I won't notice it. I mean, probably you'll notice it again, but you might not notice it again. And so you might as well take care of it when you're in it. Right. Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of what I do. If it's a short break, if it ends up being uh, like, I still call this a short break, like if it's like a month or like a month and a half or whatever, then I'll usually kind of skim the beginning of the novel the reason I do this is because I'm I'm a big proponent of like knowing where your character started so you can make sure that they're constantly changing. So I kind of read where they started, like where my first chapter is. And then I do the thing. Instead of reading a page or two, I'll usually read like the full chapter previously to like immerse myself more into it because it's it's been like, you know, a longer time since I've dove in that world and with these characters. And been in their head. Yeah. And something else I do, and this has come up with my current work in progress, is I have a character who's kind of a side character and she she isn't like continuously through it. So for instance, right now I'm revising a chapter with her. So whenever I come back to revising from a break, I have to like go and find her previous chapters to make sure I can capture her voice and her dialogue. So that's a little bit tricky because I'm skimming like, okay, I'll read chapter three and then chapter seven. But I just want to make sure that how I wrote her dialogue before is how I'm writing it again after the break, which is something I could very easily forget and do forget all the time. So yeah. And what about if it's been a long break? What if life gets in the way and your kids are home from school for the summer and you haven't written in four months? Yeah, if it's been a really long break, I, I read the whole thing. At that point, I try not to edit because I feel like I could get so bogged down in the edit at that point. Like, I really do take that as an opportunity to, like, just immerse myself back in the book. There are a couple times where I will, like, reread something that I haven't touched in, like, two or three years. And I'll, like, pat myself on the back, like, that was a good <laughs> sentence. Do you, ever, do you ever do that? 
<laughs> yeah, some, when I forget long enough, sometimes I'm surprised that I thought of something or did something. Yes, I, think I know. We, I think we have all been there. Right? Yeah, it's like, go look at clever past <laughs> me writer doing this thing. <laughs> so it's actually, for me, it's really fun to kind of go back and revisit those like older pieces. I This is the only point in time where I will read it out loud. I, I have a critique group that we only read our stuff out loud, which at first I, <laughs> I really hated, honestly. But now I really like because what that does is it allows me to kind of just be a reader and just kind of immerse myself in the story without putting that editor brain on. So I'm not like sitting there making all these changes and it takes me like two days to get through one chapter instead of just reading it out loud and it takes like 10 minutes. So you read a chapter out loud. You don't read the whole book out loud. So for my critique group, we go chapter by chapter. But if I'm just doing it on my own, I'll cheesily read it out loud to myself in my office i find reading out loud to be one of the worst things <laughs> i <laughs> have tried to do it so many times for line editing because i think you can catch a lot and i mm-hmm. usually do it once per manuscript but it is very difficult for me to stick to reading something out loud that for an entire book that long so yeah good and- job you <laughs> as i as I'm reading out loud or even <laughs> invariably, sometimes I just switch to just like reading it in my head because I'll just get embarrassed, especially when I start doing like voices of creatures. If it's like a <laughs> fantasy and stuff, I'm just like, I'm, I'm embarrassed, even though I wrote all of this. Uh, like I said, I don't do any editing at that point, but I will jot notes down. Like if anything, like I need to revisit a scene or a character or things like that. You know, I'm not ignoring my editor brain. I'm just kind of like saving it for later, saving it all up. Well, um, I think that covers most of our comments on breaks. And the only thing we maybe didn't discuss is what to do when you get stuck during revisions um, and how to come back from that if that causes a break, which we will talk about on our next episode. Thanks for listening to another episode of a Novel Ending Podcast. If you're a fan of the show, please help us spread the word by leaving a rating and review and by sharing this episode with your community. And make sure to check out our website, anovelending.com, to learn more about what other services we offer. Happy revising!